This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Portions of the following program were pre recorded AM 570 KLAC, 987 KYSR, HD2. Los Angeles. Available anywhere using the iHeartRadio app. AM 570, an LA sports icon. Fred Rogan is here tonight. Decades on your television covering Los Angeles sports. Fred Rogan, huge in Los Angeles. The Dean. I'm the Dean. Fred Rogan. Weekdays before Petros and Money. A USC All-American. USC's Rodney Pete. An NFL quarterback. Absolutely perfectly delivered by Rodney Rodney Pete. Available on the iHeartRadio app or on am570lasports.com. This is Rogan and Rodney. Go to work, Fred Rogan, Rodney Pete on AM570 LA Sports. Big three-hour show today. And Rodney, you are going to be very jealous. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, you are. You're going to be really jealous. Oh, no. Because something has occurred here that has not happened in a while. Oh, no. You want to know what it is? Hold on. Hold on. Okay, I'm ready now. You ready? I'm ready. Don Martin walked in here. Okay. And he looked at the studio. Okay. And he said, what happened to those chairs? Okay. What happened to the chairs? And you've been in here and you know what those chairs look like. I do. They've been destroyed. Yes. By children. Yes. We have new chairs. Thank you. Actually, we don't have really new chairs. We don't have new chairs? No, we went somewhere and took them from somewhere else. We replaced the chairs. We've replaced the chairs. So when you and come back. Who, who might have gone and stole the chairs from somewhere else? I started. Oh, of course you did. I started. You did? Yeah, it was me. I started. Then I alerted everybody where the chairs were. Huh? Yeah, I found chairs in the building. And, and you told everybody to go get new chairs? I, I told the appropriate people, I know where there are chairs. And Don Martin ran and grabbed them. And we brought them in here. So we have new oh. chairs. So the next time you come in, okay. your chairs will have arms and padding. Okay. It won't be like, you know, rats been sucking through the chairs and the cushions and stuff. Well, and you know what? That's what the old chairs look like. But now we're going to do a much better show. Because we because have of the chairs. Yeah, because we have comfortable chairs. That makes sense. That's makes sense. You know what? When you go to broadcasting school, what's the first thing they teach about being in radio? Chairs. Have a good chair. Make have sure a good, you're comfortable. Have a solid chair. Good, comfortable chair. I mean, I thought the other chair was giving me sciatica. I was going to oh. file workman's comp. Oh. Yeah. I was walking around yeah. hobbling, and I wonder what happened. Well, they had no padding in it. Now we're good. We're good. We're going to oh. we're gonna clean this place up. You were hobbling? I was. I was on the, the IL. It wasn't good for me. <laughs> did you, uh, <laughs> speaking of IL, did you have a, uh, did you have a good uh, Halloween last night, Freddie? Can I tell you a story? Yes. Okay. This honest to God happened. So we're sitting out in front of the house and giving kids candy. And not yeah. only kids. There are a lot of yes. people that came for candy last night. Yes. All right. 
So we're sitting there, and I'm sitting with my uh, son's friend, Kurt, Josh's friend, Kurt. And he's sitting there, and then I sit down for a little bit, and I give out some candy, and I'm sitting next to him. All of a sudden, I see these two guys come in. They're big guys. They're probably in their mid-20s. They're good-looking kids, and they're in costumes. And there's a guy following them around with an iPhone. So they come through the gate, just like any trick-or-treater would. Kurt jumps up. Josh's friend runs over, hugs him, and starts talking to him. And I thought, oh, my God, you must know these two. And they go on for about three or four minutes. And the guy with the uh, the camera, the, the phone, is recording everything. And then some guy comes around the corner, and he's got another camera, and he's recording it. So they talk for three or four minutes. People are looking. They're pointing at him. Then they leave. Kurt's really excited. My son Josh is out of his mind. He can't believe how exciting this is. And I said to Kurt, why is Josh so excited? Because two of your friends just came in. Who are those guys? He goes, I don't know them. They're YouTubers, and they live in the neighborhood, and they were broadcasting live as they were going trick-or-treating from house to house. Uh-huh. They said there were 125,000 people watching at that moment. Uh-huh. Them going house to house and trick-or-treating. I oh, couldn't yeah. tell you their name. I oh, didn't yeah. know who they were. I thought, wow. Yeah, you're out of touch, Fred. Absolutely. Those guys were stars. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's a small that's a small following. This thing, I mean, I, I, I am with you because I have kids the same age. So... Um, this whole YouTube phenomenon. I mean, think about the Paul brothers, how, what they've done. That's where they started doing these YouTube, YouTube crazy videos, um, and got such a big following. It turned into hundreds of millions of dollars and look where they are now with this boxing stuff. Um, but yeah, you, you start to, I always ask my kids sometimes cause they'll, they'll, the whole, there's a whole world out there that watches other people play video games and, they're doing commentating on the video games that they're playing. And my son and his friends will have, you know, there'll be six of them, seven of them around watching someone play a video game, play Call of Duty or play something like that. And they're, the person playing is narrating it and is a big star, has a big following. But these kids are sitting around watching it. So it's crazy what people have figured out how to monetize certain things in this world now since 2020 or even a little bit before that. It's, it's it's annoying, but it's also pretty incredible how they figured out certain things and and uh, but it's just a different world, right? So I, I'm sure you are like me, I'm not going to sit around and watch these guys go house to house on YouTube. No, <laughs> no, I wouldn't do it. But there yeah. were people watching them, and they a oh, lot yeah. of people knew them. Yeah, a lot of people knew them, and I just thought that was so interesting and how things have changed so dramatically. I mean, our, our business, audio, radio, talk radio, we're still communicating one-on-one with people. You know, we still are yeah. friends with our listeners. We are yeah. a family when you do this for a living. TV's very different. Yeah. You know, and we've seen a decline in numbers in TV because of that. They had 100,000 people watching them go house to house. On, yeah. At NBC, they were doing something on our Fast Channel, which is one of the streaming services. Right. I'll bet you they're lucky to get 5,000 people watching it. And these guys walking around going house to house had 125,000 people watching them. Yeah, yeah. It's a crazy new world. It's, it's yeah, it's a crazy world. And, and it's also, from, from our standpoint, which I think drives some of the purists crazy because you've got certain guys that have humongous following and really have figured out how to work social media. So they're 
their world kind of revolves around the social media world and not the traditional world. So if you want any real answers from me, you got to come to my podcast or I'm going to put it out on my social platform because I don't trust the media or I don't trust this guy or that guy or I'm not going to give it to you because I can monetize it on this side. You know, think about it. Think about Aaron Rodgers. Well, we get all of his clips from the McAfee show. I mean, it's not from him and the podium, really. It's really from all the crazy things he says when his hair is let down and he's kind of calm and, and he feels he's in a comfortable, friendly environment because he's a part of that show, too, and has got his obligations that I'm going to say more on the McAfee show than I'm going to say at the podium after a game or during my weekly press conference. And because I can control the environment, I can control what goes out. And I can control, you know, my followers can go here to get the real story about Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, that's really Something a frustration. Somebody's going to fabricate. Yeah, that's really a frustration with the mainstream media. Yeah. Once social media became what it is, all of a sudden, each individual can deliver their own message in the way they want to deliver it. They yeah. don't need a messenger. They've got a messenger. For years, the media was the messenger. Right. Correct. Right. This was the way that you got your message out. No longer. Because you can get your message out very efficiently and effectively on your own. And that's why it's important, I think, in today's world. And talk radio has always been this way. But talk radio lends perspective to things. Yeah. It, it's just not, here's what happened. It's not a news right. show. Right. And another problem with that, quite honestly, is because, you know, when you do news for a living, and I've said this 100 times to the people at Channel 4, it's spelled N-E-W-S. When we go on the air... There's nothing new about it. The minute anything happens, you've got it on your phone. Anything at any time. If something occurs, you get an alert. You read your phone. Yeah. So when we come on the air and go, good afternoon, here's what happened. Everybody knows what happened. Yeah. Everybody yeah, already knows. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in what we do, we could sit here and give you headlines all day. You already know. We could just tell you what happened. You already know that. Right. When something breaks and we're on the air, then we get right into it. And the reason we jump to it is because if you don't jump to it immediately, you're behind because then people already know. It's fascinating. Yeah. The, the, the way the world has yeah. changed is absolutely fascinating. Do you find that some people, because you now you're a part of both, because you, you're, um, you're on social media, you, you do the traditional news and sports. Um, do you find people that, kind of came into the business or still in the business from when you started um they've been receptive to it or are they fighting it still or they or have they decided or i'm out or are they kind of going with the punches how, how are they handling like the new wave you know what is what is uh dream on green call it is new media now it's so it's like everything he really says is on his show um how, how are the traditionals feel about what's happening now fred the traditionals cannot adapt that that's what that's really what it is the traditionals cannot adapt because they don't know what to do. Yeah. Imagine your entire life you've done thing one way. You've done it a certain way from the very beginning. But as I always say, you know, we we are producing a product that we wouldn't buy ourselves. Mm, interesting. We're producing something that we wouldn't buy. Those of us that do what we do for a living, we have our phones too. At any point in time, we can get an alert. Right. Right. So what we've done, think about that. You've done that, got an alert on your phone and set it on air when we've been on air. Correct. You know, at a time it was like, okay, you hate it, but because it happened between 12 noon and three, we're the first ones to get it out there. 
publicly on the airways because we just got an alert that it happened at 1238. Right. Now imagine, okay, keep that in mind. We did it at 1238. I go on at 520. Should right. I put up a graphic that says breaking news? It happened, it happened at 1238. It's not yeah. breaking. It already happened. Everything has already happened. So when we go on and do television news, mm-hmm. we need to lend perspective. Or as I always say, what's the event? All right, the event, the Dodgers played the Reds. But what was the story in the game? Don't tell me about the event. Yeah. Don't just show me the highlights. Tell me what the story was. And the story might have been the Dodgers left 35 guys on base. The story might have been uh, one of the security guards tripped and fell down. The story could have been anything. Don't talk about the event. Tell me the story. And what we do every day here is we give you the story. Something happens, we react to it immediately. Our world is one of immediacy. So if you don't react immediately, you're already behind. The other thing is this in today's world. And our listeners, our family, the people that come and join us every day will will tell us this. Everybody has an interest. Back in the day, we were the messenger. We were the medium. So we could share these these notes with people and and they'd go, oh, I didn't know that. But today, you don't need to do that. For example, people complain we don't do enough Clippers. We're doing more this year than we've done. Yeah. Can I tell you something? If people care about the Clippers, they can get every word they want. Every word they want. Very simply. Hey, you guys don't talk about the Galaxy. You can find everything out about the Galaxy that you want. We lend perspective to things. That's that's our job, to lend perspective, to make you think. And you make us think. And then we come together. Not just tell you what's going on. You can get whatever you want. You can get whatever you want at any time. You can listen to the show, as you point out, anywhere in the world every single day. In the world. In the world. And that is not an exaggeration. You can listen to us anywhere in the world every single day. If you like LA sports, if you like what we do, if you're a Dodger fan, you can listen to us anywhere in the world every day. We know we have people listening all over the country every day. Yeah. That's what technology has done. You go to where you get what you want. That's right. That's right. Look, I mean, think about it. We we come on after Colin, right? And we all know Colin is, and I think he's fantastic, right? One of the best in the game. Um, but he is heavy, heavy, heavy football and heavy NFL, right? And we've been on, and it's been the Dodgers just came off an unbelievable weekend and had a great Sunday win, a playoff win that send them to the NLCS or whatever it may be. And uh, we'll shut down the show, talk about the Dodgers going to the NLCS or, or you know, at least more than half of that show will be about that. And his lead will still be. Miami beat Green Bay. Right. You know, in overtime. He'll do three right? hours on it. Yeah, exactly. And so it's perspective of what our listeners want and want to hear is is absolutely right. You know, because they can get that from him. If you're just an NFL guy, you don't care about baseball, that's what he's going to do. But we're going to stay local. And we're going to give you perspective of where we are. Because here, nobody really cares about Miami Dolphins. You know, there's a crowd. I know some friends, but. For the most part, nobody cares about Miami Green Bay. So we got to give that perspective of, of what's going on to the people here. Yeah, and, and our responsibility, if you go to a bar 
and you're sitting around on a weekend. And when I go out to, to dinner, I hear this all the time. I hear people talking about sports. I immediately try to walk away. And I'm dead serious. I just kind of move out of the way because I don't want anybody to go, oh, hey, yeah. what do you think? I don't want to do that when I'm out. Yeah. You know, that that's the normal question. What do you think? Yeah. What's going to happen? Why did this happen? So I move away, but I listen. And the conversations are, are, are you know, interesting yeah. and also sometimes laughable. Yeah, you get that. You know what I get? What are we going to do about Fred? <laughs> 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 People are listening. They're listening. I love it. <laughs> you know, I got to be honest. What do about Fred? I got to be That's honest. That's the number one thing I get. Yeah. Oh. It, in those times, I don't move away. <laughs> you know what people say to me? What are we going to do about Fred? Same thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so coming up next, let's get into some Dodgers. Oh, let's yeah. Do yes, that. Let's do it. Yeah. I we saw, were going to start, but we, we kind of got here. So let's get Hello, started Tim. when we come back. And uh, let's put it like this. Should the Dodgers sign Aaron Judge? Now, you think about that during this break. I'll give you a scenario, and then you tell me if it works. We'll do that when we... Also coming up on the show today, Vinny Bonsignor, our NFL insider. Trade deadline is today, and Vinny will have the very latest for us. That'll be during the 1 o'clock hour. Now, your chance to win $1,000. Just enter this nationwide keyword on our website. Grand. That's grand. Enter it now. Do it. AM570LASports.com For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Bro, yo, it's Cruz, J. Cruz, Cruz Show, Real 92.3. Shout out to my guys, Fred Rogan and Rodney Pete. Those are my guys, my guys. Hey! Don't nothing change with the chain. We on your head like a bang. All double laws, no rain. Beast thing came with a name. Oh, let's go, let's go. Let's go. On a Tuesday, Rodney Pete, Fred Rogan, big sad shout out. Uh, here the passing of takeoff from the group Migos. Unfortunate having to wake up to hear about that news. Shout out to his family, friends, everyone in his camp. Takeoff from Migos. Gone too soon. Another one. All right, Fred, let's do it. Tuesday. All right, let's go. Come on. Uh, Dodger fans, now think about this. Everybody gets excited during the offseason. And because the season ended, that's all you have to get excited about now is the offseason. Hope it doesn't rain in Philadelphia tonight. Interesting, the Phillies and the Padres will play tonight, tomorrow, and Thursday. So, you know, on Thursday, Rodney, you will have, what I say, the Padres, the Astros. So, on Thursday, what you'll have is the Astros playing in Philadelphia. Yes. While the Eagles are playing in Houston against the Texans. Yes. It'll be Philadelphia against Houston in two different locations on the same night. I think that's, that's pretty, pretty cool. interesting. Yeah. I don't think that's ever happened before. I, I don't know if it has. We tried to figure that out this morning. wonder if a Sunday Sunday might have happened, huh? Don't know. One thing that would have been better if they were in the same city. That would have been the best. Oh, uh, yeah. They did that once, I think. Yeah. Somebody I was just did that. Just did that. I wanted, well, 
it was Cleveland because they were walking across the bridge from the Browns game to to the park, the baseball park in Cleveland. I forget what it's called, but they were the fans were walking across. You saw that. But I think that one of the games that the Phillies were playing earlier, the Eagles had a game that night. I think against the Cowboys earlier this season that the Eagles were playing. Not you know not the same city. Yeah, yeah. But they were playing that same night. Yeah. Okay. So Dodger fans, hot stove time. Let's start thinking about it. The name Aaron Judge. The name game. And, of course, 62 home runs for the Yankees. Uh, one of the top hitters in baseball. So now, if you're a Dodger fan, you're trying to figure out what's going to happen next year. And, you know, Aaron Judge is a free agent. There's been talk that he'd end up with the Giants. I think the Yankees are going to come pretty hard to hold on to him. And he's going to be near $50 million a year. Okay. We know what he can do. We know how good he is. So if you're a Dodger fan, you think, man, it'd be great to get him in the lineup, wouldn't it? Well, let's remember this. Not like he tore the cover off the ball during the playoffs. And the one thing you've learned, despite the fact that he put him on his back during the regular season, if you can't hit in the playoffs, it doesn't really matter. I don't care if you hit 700 home runs. If you can't hit in the playoffs, then it what good does that do you? You hit 700 home runs. And you're sitting at home in October on the couch. Well, there's factors, though, Fred. Let's just—I mean, let's call it what it is. Yes, he did put him on the back, but let's not think like the Yankees did anything else. Anybody else come through for the Yankees? And in order for, especially in the playoffs, care what sport it is, your supporting cast means more to you in the playoffs than any other time because they can neutralize certain guys in a playoff. You can neutralize if they're if Aaron Judge is the only one that can beat you on a Yankee lineup, which it was during the playoffs and in their run because. The Yankees, much like the Dodgers, the bats went cold. Nobody else really did anything. In fact, Aaron Judge had to carry him into the playoffs. Um, but if you don't have anybody hitting behind you, or in front of you, around you, um, it means Aaron Judge is not going to get any good pitches to hit. It's just simple as that. And he didn't. And they're walking him, and they're pitching around him. Now, now granted, pitches he did get to hit, you got you got to hit him. But it's not as if he's got a ton of protection around him in that Yankee uniform. So it's just, it's more than just, oh, the guy didn't hit in the playoffs. It's more than that. I, I can remember, you know, Barry Bonds with the Giants, you know, and them being able to pitch around him and nobody else really doing damage. The one year they did, they got to the World Series and ended up losing, but they couldn't do damage around him and they could neutralize him in the playoffs because they were not going to let Barry Bonds beat him, just like teams are not going to let Aaron Judge beat him. Okay, so you're saying that's what happened to Mookie Betts? Uh, I think Mookie's a different story. I think it was a different story because it wasn't Mookie does have the talent around him in the in the top three of the lineup. Um, uh, in the case of Mookie, I think it was overpressing more so than anything else. I don't think they were pitching around Mookie because they knew that Freddie Freeman can beat you and Trey Turner can beat you, and typically Will Smith has been has beaten you. But he he didn't show up in the in the playoffs either. So I don't think it was just them pitching around Mookie. I think Mookie just had a struggle. Okay. That being said, Dodger fans, probably you would love to get Aaron Judge. The name game. So let's figure out how you go about that. Now, the Dodgers have the highest payroll in baseball. They can have the highest payroll in baseball. I've always said it's not my money. So, you know, I can say whatever I want. If it is, I'll say it differently. Are, are they the highest? Yeah, well, yeah, this year they were. Absolutely. They were? Absolutely. The yeah. Yankees were higher than them. All right. No, they were higher. So the Dodgers have the, 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 and they can have it. And they can have it every single year. If they choose to, they can have it every single year. 
And that's why they're the villains of baseball now, because they can outspend everybody and they're not afraid to spend their money. But let's let's try to be businesslike in our decision making. And let's let's understand that that doesn't automatically make you win the World Series. Yeah, I guess we know that. According to money, you still got to play. It's one thing. Okay, I'm gonna get the best. I I have all the money. I'm gonna get the best race car, and I'm gonna go out there and 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 buy all the highest end parts and all those type of things to make sure my race car goes faster than anybody else. Well, you can't do that in racing because you got to be under code. You know, in baseball, there's still a human factor involved. So you can pay all these guys all the money. It doesn't guarantee that you're going to win a championship. All right. I think people feel that, that that's an automatic, and it's not. never has been. No, well, we found that out, didn't we? We've lived that. We know that part of it. Yeah, it doesn't guarantee Everybody's anything. lived that. Many people have lived that. All right. Doesn't guarantee wins. So let's so say with that. let's say we want to be conduct our business properly. Okay. So we got to get some money off the books because Aaron Judge is going to cost it close to fifty million dollars. So we have to get money off the books to be able to afford him. We can do what we want, but we can't go insane. So let's get money off the books. Let's see if this makes sense. So Cody Bellinger, I think he'd sign for about eighteen this year. I think that's what his number is going to be. Right. Right in that ballpark. Justin Turner, going to be about 16 if the club picks up the option. That's 34. Trey Turner made $7.5 bucks. We know he's going to make a lot more. But we'll just work with what he made. So that's about 41. There's $41 million. Now, if we take that off the books, we can then say, all right, we're going to spend $41 million on Aaron Judge. If we take that off the books... That means we're not going to re-sign Trey. We're not going to pick up Justin's option. And we're not going to tender Cody Bellinger a contract. We'd have to get rid of those three salaries to be able to get Aaron Judge if we made that decision. So if that's the case. Are those the only three salaries we can get rid of? And Clayton Kershaw coming off the books? Yeah, but they'll re-sign him. they got to re-sign him. him. I know, but not to the $30 million that he was. No, but they'll re-sign him. All right, for fifteen. I'm talking about guys we got to move. Yeah. Guys, we got to move. All right. If we have to move those three or if we have to go on without them, is that a fair exchange to try to sign Aaron Judge? Without Bellinger, without... The Turners. The Turners. Um, without all three of them. Yeah. I'm going to say no. No. You're still going to have to go. So you're not going to replace. You're saying this and you're not replacing. You're not replacing Trey Turner with a with an elite shortstop. You're going to stay with him. Correct. We're going to put Gavin Lux yeah. at, at short and Mookie at second. Okay. We'll have Aaron Judge in the outfield with Trace Thompson. Yeah, and Chris Taylor in left. Right. Just say he's in left. Right. And we'll play Muncie at third. Yeah. See, I would, I would, I could live with probably the Bellinger and the Trey Turner. I would keep Justin around because he still had a favorable price. You can still live with that. You're already paying a luxury tax anyway. Why not a few dollars more? All right. I would not think that moving all three of those guys or moving off them would be sufficient to sign Aaron Judge. I, I, 
I don't know. Sure, would you want him on your team? Absolutely. Is he going to put people in the seats? Sure. Oh, you're saying is that enough to sign him? No, they'll have to add a little bit. going he's going to want 50 yeah. at least. Yeah, they're going to have to throw some more in there. There's no question about it. Here's what I'm saying. Does he make them better? Yes. Of course. Of course he makes them better just by virtue of the fact that he can hit the way he does. But I don't know if you would sacrifice that much to get him. I don't know if you would sacrifice the elite shortstop and Justin Turner to get him. And the jury's out on Bellinger. They tender him, you got him. You don't tender him, he goes somewhere else, and their concern is he, he turns it around and somehow relearns to hit again. But I think that's an awful lot. At three guys to get one? I don't think so. Not in this situation. And also, if Aaron... there's a team that can do it, it's the Dodgers because they have so they have so much versatility that, as you mentioned, you throw Gavin Lux, and we haven't seen him play a full season at shortstop. He's, he's played when guys have been hurt, and, and for the most part, he's been the second baseman since he's been here because he's played, you know, Corey Seager was here and then Trey Turner. Um, so we've yet to see him flourish, which is, by the way, his natural position is shortstop, where he played in the minor leagues, came up, right? Yeah. So, um, but all accounts that he can handle and take that next step, because he's actually gotten better every year, that he could take that next step and, and, and fall into that role of the everyday shortstop. Um, and the productivity that you may lose, say you lost this year with Corey Seager being gone, which, by the way, I think it was a, was a significant one. Um, and then, you know, you, you, you lose... Trey Turner and Cody Bellinger, I I think you've got enough of your core nucleus still around you that that deal could be done without it being you taking much of a of a hit or being hurt by losing those guys. See, the Dodgers spread it around, though. You know, on paper, their lineup, one through nine, if everybody played the way they were supposed to all year long, what was spectacular. Okay, it didn't play out that way. Because the guys are human, and they go through stuff. Aaron Judge, you put them, you know, now Aaron Judge is hitting cleanup, and Will Smith is hitting fifth. The top five. Yeah, but that wouldn't or be the case anymore because Trey Turner would oh, be Trey gone. Trey Turner's gone, so he's in the top three. So he's in somewhere in that top three. You know? And plus, I didn't like the way they moved him to hit and lead off in the playoffs for whatever reason. I didn't like that move. Um, so I guess you'd hit Mookie Freeman. Yeah, you hit Mookie Freeman Judge, and then Will Smith behind Judge. Then uh, because if, if Will Smith's behind Judge, he's you know, given the way Will Smith has progressed over the last two three years, he's going to continue that way. And yes, he adds that protection for for Aaron Judge because Will Smith is is kind of solidified himself as the best hitting catcher in the game. So you're not going to pitch around. Aaron Judge to get to Will Smith because Will Smith is going to hurt you too. So that's a good spot for him. Or you switch him. You make you hit Aaron Judge second and hit Freddie Freeman third. You go Mookie, Aaron Judge, Freddie Freeman, which but, would be extremely dangerous. Well, Judge would get better pitches hitting second. Absolutely. Absolutely. But then you have to wonder if Muncy's going to come back. I think he'll bounce back. Oh, I think so too. You, you know, that year after your injury, remember here at that – that he, he had his injury the last game of the season uh, the year before. So it wasn't like he had a full year recovery. And 
So that year after after a major injury, it's usually a, a, a year to get yourself back and get a you know kind of get going. It's not usually your best year. Very rarely do you see guys bounce all the way back in that year following major surgery. It usually takes them a couple of years. Um, so I, I'm expecting Max Muncy to come back and be you know back to that 30 plus home run guy that's hitting in the you know mid 200s to high 200s. So I expect him to do that with a you know close hitting close to 100 RBIs um, because he'll have another year removed from that injury. All right, and then you have to wonder if Chris Taylor will bounce back. I think, I think same thing. Yeah. I think same thing. I think he battled the injury all season long. You know, he's a quiet, unassuming guy, takes all the responsibility, not going to say that he's hurting, but clearly he was. He was not right the whole season, especially after the All-Star game where he hurt his foot and just couldn't really recover from that. I think it's just it was a matter of him being injured uh, for the latter part of the year, and I do believe he will he will bounce back and uh, and a good veteran to have. So between if you're going to make the deal and your outfield is is Judge, Trace Thompson, and Chris Taylor, I'm okay with that. All right, that's that's, that's pretty good. Do you think Trace Thompson now is an everyday major leaguer? I do. I do. Um, because what is he now? 30, 21, 29, 30. He's like early 30s, right? 31, yeah. something like that. Um, I do. I think he has, you know, bounced around, seen enough. When he got finally got his opportunity to be more than just a, you know, a spot player that plays when somebody's taking a day off or getting a pinch hit here and there, he got to play more on a regular basis. He saw what he can do. And, and if he goes into next spring training and he feels like or they establish that he is the guy, he is an everyday, he's our everyday center fielder, our everyday left fielder, um, I think he's going to get even better. I think it's going to be, from a mental standpoint, it's like, okay, now I'm part of the fabric of the team. I'm a starter. I'm an everyday player. Um, now I can relax and go play even better than I played the year before. So, yeah, I do, I do believe Trace Thompson – um, can be a dominant force for this team. All right, so after talking about it, and at first I said I wouldn't do it. After talking about it, maybe I yeah. would do it. What do you think? <laughs> maybe right? I would do it now. What do you think? After talking it out, right? I think so. Here's the question. Do you go get him and forget about this talk of trying to go get a high-priced shortstop like Carlos Correa? You know, is it more about the player than the position? I think with right. the Dodgers, it's more about best, the player. That go get the best player out there, regardless of his position, right? Everybody looks at it and goes, well, if you lose Trey Turner, you got to go get a shortstop. You got to go get Carlos Correa or somebody like that that's uh, at the top of their game. The top two or three shortstop in the league. Got to go get that. Well, no. Why? Why not go get the best potential player and make it work? whether he plays shortstop or second base or first base or whatever. In that case, go get Judge. And like I said, put Gavin Lux at shortstop. But you got the best player on the board out there. And it just so happens that he doesn't play shortstop, but that's okay because you got one waiting in the wings. But again, in this theory, you would say goodbye to Justin Turner and you would say goodbye to Cody Ballinger. And uh, Trey Thompson, they're not going to resign. Trey you know what I mean? Trey Turner? Yeah, Trey Turner. They're not going to resign. No. No. So you'd have to say goodbye to Justin and Cody in this scenario. Otherwise what? Otherwise you can't do it. Why? I'm just saying. 
for for the no, purposes of this scenario. Why can't you do it? Well, because they won't go that far over. Why? They they over 174 over right now. Why, what makes you think they're not going to go over any, uh, a let's little just bit say, more? Let's just say hypothetically. Instead of we have all the money, we'll spend all the money, and we don't care. Let's say there had to be some sort of uh, governor on it. We just can't go insane. We've done that. It didn't work. We're not going to continue just to spend gobs of money. We'll spend a lot, but we just can't sign everybody. We yeah. won't do that. Would you say goodbye to those guys? I wouldn't say goodbye to Justin Turner. I'd find a way to make that work between he and Clayton Kershaw coming back. Them two split that contract. Make it make it uh, 30 for two. What was Clayton making, 30 on this last deal? I don't think he was making that much. I think yep. he thought he saw a two-year deal, $30 million apiece. And that, was the, that was the deal before? Yeah. I think he was making and like this last 20 deal. this time. Yeah. Yeah, Kevin's going to look it up. And we'll try to figure it out. Yeah, I, I'll tell you what would solve everything. And I don't know if it's going to happen because this thing has gone on way too long. Way, way too what? long. What's going on too long? Get Trevor Bauer off the books. Oh, yeah. Didn't he come off this year? No. This is his final year. Oh, I thought this was his final year. No. This is his final year. Ooh. That's $40 million. Yeah, get him off the books, and then it doesn't matter. Kershaw made 17 this year, by the way. Okay. Mm-hmm. So he comes back for the same money, Rodney. Yeah, comes back for the same money. And 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 we know Bauer's still on the books, huh? Yeah. I would, uh, yeah, no, I don't know. I don't, you know, to me, $16 million is a bargain for JT. Bargain. That's what he's. That's what it is right now, right? His option to play, I it mean, is, the club a, option? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. In a man of 16 million. And talking about replacements on the roster as well, they have young guys in the pipeline. Miguel Vargas is someone who they like a lot, who may compete for an infield spot, but I think particularly third base. And James Outman is a guy in the outfield they like a lot too. Yeah. Outman, he, he earns his stripes. He kind of be, becomes that utility guy that plays all around the outfield. So if they deem any of these guys ready, major league ready to step in every day. Those can be potential in-house replacements if you have to let some of these guys go to pursue someone like Judge and you have a more affordable in-house option. Yeah, which I think they were trying to do with Vargas this year is see if he was ready, see if he could he could be the guy. And they and like him a can. lot. Yeah, I think he can. Trace Thompson. I think he definitely can. What do you think about Trace Thompson defensively? I think he's pretty good. Oh, he made some plays down the stretch, and yeah. in the playoffs, the playoffs they, they were fantastic. Yeah, yeah, that he can hold his own out in the outfield. Absolutely. So, do you lose Absolutely. that? You're going to lose something if you don't have Corey well, Bellinger playing. Oh, yeah, definitely. He's the best in the game. So you're going to lose. You're going to lose that. He's he's a weapon defensively, and so much as uh, he's been horrible at the plate. Not that he makes up for it, because you need offense nowadays to win. You got to you got to swing the bat and you got to hit the ball, uh, but defensively. Uh, he's as close as a weapon than, than anybody in the game right now. All right, we do see you calling. Joe, I got you. Joe and Murrieta's calling. Mm-hmm. A few people have tried to call. We're going to take the calls next hour, one thirty. Yeah. Give yeah. you some time to think about this. You know, we try uh, as we spoke it out, you know, all of a sudden it didn't seem like such a bad idea. At the no. beginning of this, I thought, mm, I wouldn't do it. But when you really think about it and break down the roster – and look at a possible lineup. Maybe it's not such a bad idea, and we'll take your calls yeah. on it. And you definitely, o'clock. yeah, 
Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. I'm not done with this. I got some other scenarios, Freddie. All right. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We got a lot to get to. So that'll happen bottom of the one o'clock hour. We're going to start moving things around now. Uh, Vinny Bonsignor will be on. It's NFL trade deadline day. We'll talk about that at the top of the one o'clock hour. And uh, later in the show, we still got to get to the Clippers and the Rams. F those picks. F them. Was that such a good idea? AM 570 LA Sports. They played here. Road trip. Let's go. Now we play there. How did it go through? In the second of a back-to-back showdown. I don't know how he did it. The LA Clippers are in Texas to battle the Houston Rockets. Clippers countdown begins at 4 p.m. tomorrow night. AM 570 LA Sports. Thanks for joining us on your ride. Thank you very much. Yes. Speaking of which, traffic. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. And now another Rogan and Rodney. Oh yeah. Afternoon delight. Nobody like me. Oh, here we go. It's Tuesday. And today's afternoon delight is Money and Love by Wiz Kid. This song is set to appear on the Nigerian singer's upcoming fifth studio album, which will be released later this week. The album will follow the release of his 2020 project entitled More Love, Less Ego, as well as notable collaborations with the likes of Justin Bieber, Drake, Burner Boy, and more over the last couple of years. Again, today's afternoon delight is Money and Love by WizKid. Rodney, uh, FFS People listened to the show and tweeted the show. Yes. David Price is $32 million off the books. Boom. So between him and Bellinger, that's $50 million. There you go. Forgot about old David Price. There's Aaron Judge. There you go. All right, Dodger fans, we're going to talk about that coming up at 1.30. All right. And now, from the court to the courtroom with Jacob Emrani. Now, our chat with uh, our good friend Jacob Emrani. And, Jake, good afternoon to you. How are you? Doing well, Jacob. Doing well. Thanks. Hey, you got to be celebrating. LAFC will play for the MLS championship. And the Lakers yeah. won a game. What's more impressive, Jacob? The Lakers finally winning or LAFC playing for the title? Well, first of all, LAFC playing for the title is impressive all on its own because of the fact that the club's only five years in and they've already had so much success. And, uh, you know, going to the championships this weekend, I'm actually purchasing my tickets as I'm talking to you guys. I mean, that, that it's, it's just so electric and so exciting. 
But our Lakers, I mean, it's our Lakers. And, you know, getting that win finally, not giving up, you know, the lead, not giving up, you know, rebounds, not making mistakes, being able to win, that's 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 impressive on its own just because we're in the winning column. And, you know, I'm glad that the team, you know, loves their coach so much and they're celebrating. Yeah, they do. And I know people make a big deal about that. But when you got a guy that's his first win in the NBA, I don't care what it is, it's okay to celebrate and – you know, I don't just, you know, people don't want to poo-poo everything. But it's okay to do that, and I'm okay I'm okay with that. Uh, but going forward, we, you know, we're seeing Russ come off the bench. We're, you know, we haven't, you know, heard anything crazy out of the locker room. Do you think this is a formula of him coming off a bench that he will settle into? Or is this going to, after a few games, going to go back to Russ complaining or I can't take this, Russ? Well, I think this is what they should have done with him last year. I think we talked about it multiple times, and they just didn't do it. And now, you know, they're about to do anything just to get a win. So, of course, he's willing to do anything to get that win. But I think winning cures all, right? If he's coming off the bench, he's giving us 18 points a night. You know, he's getting, you know, the fans at the crypto arena standing up for him and, you know, giving him that standing ovation and making him feel good about himself. I feel like he stays in the position. I think, you know, what's important and what we can't forget is is the fact that we actually ended up hitting some three-point shots. And, you know, when you hit those yeah. shots, everything else opens up for everybody else. And I think ultimately, you know, this should give them some confidence going into Wednesday against the Pelicans. That's a tough matchup. And they're playing well. So, you know, what happens after that game tells us whether this was just a one-game fluke or whether they're beginning to figure it out a little bit. I mean, don't forget more than half of this team is brand-new players. I mean, you know, they barely have any starters. So it does take some time for them to you know, get some groove going, but it was nice to see them win and, you know, feel good about themselves. Jacob, our listeners love when you offer advice, and I've wondered about this. I ran into, okay, at one of our, uh, our live shows, one of our listeners came up and said, look, I was in an accident, and it was three years ago. Rodney, I'm sure you remember this. I was in an accident three years ago, and, uh, you know, I need to call Jacob and find out if there's anything that can be done. And I said to the person three years ago, that seems like an awfully long time to then decide to call an attorney. What if someone is in an accident but did wait a long time before going to the doctor? Do they still have a case? Well, you know, theoretically in California, when you're in an accident and you're injured, for your injury part, you have up to two years to file a claim. That's only theoretically. Practically, if someone waits even a month before they go to the doctor, the chance of them having a good case is, you know, rather low. Just because of the fact that insurance companies, they wait, they call people, they tell them, hey, we'll take care of you. Then they won't return their call. They'll sort of, you know, wait on them, wait on them, wait on them, and then make sure they don't get to the doctor. And after a few weeks goes by, they say, well, if you were injured, why didn't you go to the doctor? And that's when people are trying to do it on their own. That's why, as you know, ever since we've ever been talking together, I've told people when you're involved in an accident, your health is the most important part. You need to get to the doctors. But a lot of our listeners are going to say, well, I don't have health insurance. I don't want to go see a doctor. I wasn't at fault, and now I have to pay 300 400 500 or thousands of dollars out of my pocket. And that's kind of where we step in is that it can't, it's not one or the other, right? When someone's in an accident and they call me sometimes very often from the scene of the accident, we jump on Fred from the beginning, right? We help them get to the doctor if they don't have health insurance. We find, 
you know, doctors who are willing to work on what is called a lien, which means you don't have to pay out of your pocket up front. The doctor will wait to get paid when your case is over. So there's a variety of options they have so that they don't hurt both their health and their case, and they don't wait, let alone one month, let alone three years. So, you know, in the big picture, it's all about time. The clock starts to tick the moment you're involved in an accident, and either you got to decide to do it right, go to an expert who'll hold your hand, or think that, oh, this is not a big deal, I'll do it myself, and basically not only hurt yourself, but hurt your case, you know, help and not get the help you need. That's why you're the best in the business, Jacob. That is exactly <laughs> why you are the very best at what you do. We love our chats on Tuesdays. Thank you for coming on, as always. I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. And, again, you know, you guys are awesome. It's, it's, a, it's, it's an honor to be on with you guys every Tuesday. Dodger fans, bottom of the hour, we're going to open the phone line. Let's uh, get into this possibility of Aaron Judge. Let's hear what you have to say about that. When we come back, it is trade deadline day in the NFL. Benny Bonsignor will jump on. Are the Rams going to do anything? This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.